0: I'm Sand. by the way, I'm along with Paul and Steve, one of the pastors here, and it's a privilege to be speaking this morning. I feel like it's going to be one of those
1: messages. We might be in tears through part of it, joy, might be revelation that comes to some of you.
0: I I believe it's a, a word that the Lord has laid on my heart several weeks ago, actually, but in particular, it fits in with what we're doing today, and what's happening on the globe currently. So Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to go from verse 26 to 31. Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over all the livestock, over all the earth, and over everything that's creeping and creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And then God said, Behold, I've given you every plant, every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the whole earth. And every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. And every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, God is continuing to remind them, everything that has breath, basically, is yours. I have given you every green plant for food,
1: even basil. And it was so, doesn't say basil. And it was so.
0: God saw that everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. Just picture our God surveying all of creation, going, man, that's good. Everything I've made is good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Just before this, we have a description of creation. What I love about Genesis, it's like the, the big lens view. Now, this isn't a debating uh, sermon this morning about the exact details of creation. What I want you to get, though, is God made everything. And, and, and it's like a panoramic view of he made the, the heavens and the earth. He made light and darkness, as in night and day. He, he made animals and, and food and trees and bushes and et cetera and etc. and et cetera. And God made it all. And he looked on and said it was good. In Colossians 1.16, it says, For by him, they're talking about Jesus here, For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were made by him and for him. So maybe that will catch you with wonder again this morning, that our King and Savior, the one we've been singing about, that went to the cross, made all things, everything. So this is the, the preface, if you like. This is the, 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 the way we're going to go this morning. The message for this morning, if you're taking a title, is made in his image, made in his image. What we're going to do We're going to go on a little bit of a journey. These are just some things that I feel the Lord has laid on my heart through this text, if you like, or what I've kind of imagined out of this text. There's so many more aspects, but these are some that I believe are such, such wonder and such fascination and such glory and such amazement that actually being made in the image and the likeness of God, the creator of all things holds with it some amazing things for you, friend.
1: And guess what? Whether you know him or not, whether you know him or not, let's just pray together for a moment. Just pray with me. Just say, oh God, speak to me this morning.
0: Would you reveal your word in fresh ways in my heart? Thank you that your word is living and active and it's alive and it runs after me. I pray that you change my life through your precious word today. Holy Spirit, would you guide us into all truth for Jesus' glory? Amen. Okay, here we go. The first one. He
1: is the source of life. He is the source of life. It says, Let us make let us make man in our image.
0: Not well, let's take man from somewhere else, but let us make Man in our image. We have the first description of what I believe the Trinity there. God speaking to Himself, Father, Son, and Spirit, say, "Hey guys, let's make man, Adrian and Liz, in our image." God is the author of life. That's what I want to present to you. So just just tune in to what's going on across the globe right now. God is the author of life. God is the sustainer. When we weep, God weeps louder. He is the author of life. Do you know what? I didn't come about through clever work of a man and a woman, although they play an important part. My mother and father coming together didn't form life. They played a part, but God is the only author of life. It says in Psalm 139 that he he made my innermost being. He knit me together in my mother's womb, in my mother's tummy, He brought sand together. And I want you to think right now, friend, I want to look at you all in the eye. You were formed, you were knitted, you were brought together in your mother's womb by your great
1: creator in heaven. And he knows you by name. Only God can create life. So the reason why you're here
0: is because he brought you here, Liz. That's why you're here. I don't mean in this building, you brought yourself here. But the reason why you're inhaling and exhaling is because he brought you into this world. So he is the source of life. Pause. Just think about that for a moment. It's going to be simplistic this morning, but I feel like this is what God's laid on my heart. I want you to think about you right now. He made you.
1: He made you. All these dear ones we're going to thank God for, he made them. It's not the clever work of a mum and dad. God brought them into being, and he made you, and he knows you. He is the creator of life. Secondly, human life is so very precious. Do you know, because we're made in his image and his likeness, we're going to understand the value and the preciousness that he lays on us. You're so very precious. Every single human life, every single beating heart is so very precious. I'm just going to let that float over us peacefully. Every single life on the planet is so very precious. It's just whether they know it or not. Your life is of great value.
0: I know what it's like, friends. I'm like you. I'm one of you. Often I look at myself in the mirror and go, what are you? What contribution
1: do you really add? We're of great value.
0: Because we're made in the image and the likeness of God, we're of great value. Do you know what? I'll I'll convince you a bit more. This is how I want to prove to you that you're of great value. That one day God chose to put on human skin and he chose to come to earth and he chose to pin himself to a wooden cross to say, this is how much I want you. This is how much value I'm placing on your life. That was before you even knew him. Before you were even a thought in
1: your father's twinkling eye. He said, David Burford,
0: one day I'm going to hang myself upon a cross to demonstrate my beautiful love for you. My brother read it out over us earlier. For God so loved this world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the value that he puts on humanity. Now, this should it affect how we look at ourselves. We should honestly look at ourselves, as Steve went out earlier, and go, man, I'm amazing. And I don't mean in a proud way. I can do about 35 chip-ups with a football. So I'm not actually that amazing on worldly standards. But in God's eyes, he says, you're my son and you're amazing. And I'm precious. And I want you to know that that's how you need to look at yourself. You need to look at yourself as one that is precious and valuable in God's sight. So that's firstly how we look at ourselves, but it should also affect how we look at others.
1: As absolutely precious.
0: So the news tells us that 2,600 people have died already trying to cross the Mediterranean. That is unbelievable, isn't it? We know there has been earthquakes and famines and wars and disasters. But right now in history, this is where we find ourselves, that people are trying to escape danger. And they think it's safer in sea than they do on land. And they're perishing. Every single human life is precious. So this shouldn't stop us to go, what are you doing about it, government? What are you doing about it, other church or church? What am I
1: doing about it? And what are you doing about it? We know this, right? We know that human life is precious,
0: right? You're convinced of that, aren't you? Some of you are looking at me slightly cross-eyed. Now, whether that's a late night or just confusion, but we're convinced of that, aren't we? That every human
1: life is precious. Now, for me, there is one image that I can't get out of my head. And I wonder whether you know what it is. One father lost his wife and his two children trying to cross the Mediterranean for safety. And as a Christian... As a human being,
0: known that I'm made in the image and likeness of God, needs to form me to say, no. Something in us cries out,
1: no. As a father, something in me cries out, no. How much more our father, how much more our father cries out, no. I know you can hear a pin drop right now.
0: A little lifeless life washed up on the shore, seemingly alone. But you know what I believe with all my heart? He is now in the loving arms of God. Can we stand together
1: right now, if you're able? I think the most appropriate thing to do right now is to pray.
0: Together. Pray as a family. Pray connecting with compassion. It says in the scriptures that Jesus looked onto the crowd and he was filled with compassion for them. That's what we should do. We should look on to all these dear ones escaping and have deep compassion. And not say, what do you want? It's say, how can we help? How can we help? Father, we just pray, release your compassion across us as a church, as a family. I pray that we would be those that stand in the gap for justice and say, how can I help? Welcome. Welcome home. Thank you that this earth is yours. It is ruled by you and it belongs to you. And thank you as kingdom carriers, we are to go into the earth and change it for your glory. So we pray your, I I ask for your compassion to be with Abdullah Kurdi, as he's lost his whole family. But we know this is score after score after score uh, of life. We, We know that this is the reality for so many people. But we pray for your compassion and your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take your seats. God has made us in his image and his likeness. So human life is extremely precious. You're of great value. And I want you to know that when you look at others of great value, you start to see them as God truly sees them. Start looking at others saying, man, that isn't, Tony Wales. you're someone that's made in the image of God, bro. That is unbelievable. Moving on, our lives are incredibly diverse. So he made us, he calls us precious, and he proves it to us by the cross. And our lives are incredibly diverse. It says male and female, he made them. I love that. M- male and female, similar, but completely different. You know, realize me and M, we're, we're similar. I, I feel like I've got four legs a lot of the time, but we've got two arms, two legs, very similar, but utterly different. There, there's an attractive one, as in me. Yeah, that's right, she's not here. There's an attractive one, as in Em. I, I know it's a no-brainer, guys. I know I'm being silly. And there's, you know, distinct... Difference. Adam, he he formed from the stuff of the earth, it says, from the ground itself, he he gathered it together and bam, Adam. And from for Eve, he said, I tell you what, I'm gonna take something out of Adam's side, breathe life into it, and there's woman. Slightly similar but completely different. Now, just look around just quickly. Slightly similar but completely different. You can look at the person next to you. They're not going to bite. They might do. but bite them back. It's fine. Similar but different. We need to celebrate this diversity. We are all so wonderfully different, all so wonderfully diverse, all so utterly unique. You know, I think in a way that you just don't think. You act in a way that I just don't act. We do things in such a way that reflects something of the greatness and the beauty of God. Together, if there was just one way, God would look so shallow. But this is what he does, friends. Look at how amazing our creator is. He trusts people like us. He forms people like us and he says, I'm plunking you on the earth. And there's something of Brian that no one else carries.
1: There's no one else. There's no other shape like him that's not even funny. There's no
0: other gift, talent, and ability like my brother. No one like him. No one that I see opens his home like this man does. No one that I see just treats people like this man does. There's no one like Nick. There's no one like Anna. There's no one like Judy. There's no one. There's no one. There's no one like Jesus. There's no one like you, friend. You you don't need to look upset about that. You, You can celebrate the diversity to say, it's okay to be me. It's okay to be me. But there's such diversity, and this is why. Because we all flash a different glimmer of God on the earth. I carry something of God's likeness that no one else has, and likewise, so do you. So together, it's like a multicolored, multifaceted diamond of God that shines in darkness. Different colors, different abilities, different talents. You're so valuable. And there's no
1: one like you, G. There's no one like you. There's no one like me. I want you to think for a minute that you matter. Because some of you, I, I suspect, aren't convinced by it. You absolutely matter. So I want to ask you a question as we move on. Do you celebrate difference and diversity? Because if I'm honest, sometimes I struggle with it, man. I'm like, man, I just want Paul and Steve to think like me. And, and you know, I just want Bri to think like me. And, Anna, could you think like, we do that, don't we? Are you someone that struggles with difference and diversity? Or do you celebrate it? Do you celebrate the unique difference that we all bring on the earth?
0: So he made life. He says life is precious. We see just here in this little glimmer of the earth that we are all so diverse. Fourthly, we're made for a purpose. Made in his image and his likeness means we've been made godlike. I want to be careful here. Hear me right. I don't mean divine, I mean godlike. I mean in nature, in behavior, in the way we look, in the way we act. We're godlike. I know it sounds funny, but there's something of me that acts like God, and there's something of you that acts like God on the earth. We've been made for purpose. And I believe the church is waking up more and more and more that we're made for purpose. We're made for purpose. It's not just to sit in this little holy huddle with a a moral conduct. We're made for purpose. And I want you to think for a minute, you are made for a purpose. We're not just a representation like an advertisement board to say, God's real, We're also representatives, which means we're ambassadors to say, and I'll show you how he's real. Do you get what I mean? I think the church is very good at going, wrong. Good, bad. But what we're moving into more and more is, I'll show you God's goodness. Just by the way my life goes, I'll show you God's goodness. Don't always get it right, but I'm going to show you God's goodness. So we look like him, representation, and we live like him, ambassadors. It says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Now, I don't believe this is a harmful control, like gathering everyone together and controlling everything. It talks about cultivation. It talks about care and stewardship and looking after. We are called to look after the earth. So we need to be aware of global warming. We need to be aware of everything that is harming our earth. Sometimes Christians have this view of, well, God's making it all new anyway. Does it really matter? Yes, it does. So that's why we don't drive along and just throw our McDonald's wrappers out of the car. We steward and we cultivate the earth. When God said, fill the earth, multiply, and subdue it, I believe it speaks about his kingdom expansion, his kingdom reign. Right in the beginning, Adam and Eve were told to, from the garden, move out. We are told, from salvation, move out. From the church, move out. Not in the church and grow out, move out. I'm not trying to expect everyone to come here and conform. We go out and change. It's very different.
1: Feel the earth multiply. It's kingdom principles, isn't it? Fill the earth, multiply. Fill
0: the earth, multiply. I love in Isaiah 9, 7, it says, of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. This is prophesied hundreds of years before Christ. And it says, one day when he comes, his government and peace, there'll be no end. And we know in Scripture that one day the whole earth will be filled with his glory. One sweet day the whole earth filled with the glory of God. And do you know what that glory is? It's peace. It's restoration. It's forgiveness. It's healing. It's uh, uh, salvation. The list can go on. And goodness, justice, joy. You just add some other good words to it and that's part of the kingdom.
1: This is what it looks like for us. Not going to be much longer now. This is what it
0: looks like for us. This is what it means to expand the kingdom. And when I mean the kingdom, it means the rule and reign of Jesus Christ. It's nothing separate. There's no Jesus and then something else. It's Jesus' kingdom. He's rule and reign. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. So the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison to those who are bound. That is our mandate, to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted. Those that are held captive, we're to let them go. I don't mean physically storming prisons. I mean those that are captive in their hearts. And then in the New Testament, we see Jesus saying, this is now your mandate. Preach good news. He says, preach the good news of the kingdom. Oh, do you want to know what else to do? Heal the sick. Cast out devils. Cleanse the lepers. And raise the dead. Friend, that's your job description. Preach the good news of the kingdom. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Cleanse the lepers. How are you doing with that? That's that's the beauty of what we're all about. This is what it means, I believe. New Testament interpretation of filling and subduing the earth is to say, I'm part of a wonderful kingdom. And his church is like a juggernaut on the earth. And it's going to one day fill and cover the whole earth with his goodness. Two more very quick ones. Fifthly, we're made for relationship. We've been made for love i 've said this over the weeks, but I want to ram it home again. We have made to receive love and to give love, and you know what we 're just not very good at times you know, i don 't know about you, but often my heart feels so wounded, and I just want your love, but i don 't quite know how to give you love. I just need more love, but i 'm broken so i don't you know what i 'm saying. We find it difficult, but God just wants to love on us more and more and more. All He wants to do is for us to sit still and just receive his love. Just be loved. Yeah, but I just get, just be loved. Yeah, but things are so just be loved. Just be loved. We've been designed to receive love. Now, where it says, let us make man in our image, I love the second part. It says, after our likeness. This kind of reality should draw us in. Just think for a moment, Abby and John, you've been made after God's own likeness. It needs to, I believe it needs to draw us in for intimate relationship. You know, we've been, I've been made in his likeness, like him, by him, for him. What does that mean? Well, the picture I suddenly got was me and my children. There's something of me and M in them that is like us. If you were to look at my son, you'd go, man, he looks like his dad. If you were to look at my daughter, thankfully, you'd go, man, she looks like M." but it gets deeper than that it gets much more precious than that this intimacy not only do we look the same that draws us in but what i love doing more than anything else is snuggling up with my family and just looking at each other sometimes my face just against my kids face is going we've got exactly the same eyes man it's incredible And there's this intimacy that starts playing. There's this intimacy at play that starts going, can you feel daddy's heartbeat? Can you feel daddy's love for you? And I feel their love radiating back to me. And before you know it, we're messing around. We're bundling. We're dancing in the lounge. We're made for intimacy. My children are on the earth for intimacy with mummy and daddy because that brings them security for the rest of their lives. When we know who we are, who he is, and we know that we're designed for a beautiful, deep, intimate relationship, we can enjoy who we are and we can say, man, my eyes are just like yours. Man, my my speech is just like yours, Jesus. Man, the way I live is just like you, Jesus. Man, your heart is like mine and I'm carrying your heart in my heart. And then you hear from the Father saying, I carry you in my heart. I carry you in my heart. When I look at
1: you, I say, my beloved son, my beloved daughter. In you, I'm so
0: pleased. So we've been made for intimacy. Let's make man in our image after our likeness. I believe the Trinity wants to invite us in to dance and to sing and to play and to be secure.
1: You've been made for love. You've been made for love. And we're just going to finish with this. Can I invite the band up as we do this? We're going to finish with a song. We're going to thank God for
0: new life that are made in his image. Hopefully that's what you've caught today, the value of life. In a few minutes, we're going to be, not all of us, that would be weird, but the mums and dads are going to be holding their dear little babies, children, however big they are, and we're going to look at these precious little lives and say, Man, this little boy or this little girl has been made in the very image of God. This is how we're going to close this message. Hopefully it's still recording. Otherwise we've dropped something out. When God made everything, he looked on and he said, man, it's all very good. He surveyed his land and said it's good. Sin, however, distorted and it corrupted and it broke the original design. We know that. We know that. So the original image has been twisted
1: and broken, but Jesus Christ.
0: In Christ, the original image is restored. So the original image that God made us in Adam and Eve, in Jesus Christ, he brings us back into that original design to then go and fill the whole earth. You see, before Christ, and outside of Christ, the Bible says that we're all dead. I, I was dead. I was, I, was, I was missing. But this is what I want us to leave us with. The cross was the point, the very access point of restoration. Only at the cross of Jesus Christ can we be restored to our designer. Only at the cross of Jesus Christ can we be restored back into the image that, Liz, you are always created to be. Only through the cross of Jesus Christ can we find out who we are and who he is. You see, in Jesus, I realize who I am. I realize why I'm here and where I'm going. And I realize the value of my life. And I realize he is the source of my life. You see, in Jesus, I realize how precious every single human life is. And the cross needs to show us that. Right now, what we're hearing in the earth, we need to see the cross illuminated above it all. And say, humanity, this is where you seek refuge. In the cross of Jesus Christ. Only in his cross are we restored. And you see, in the cross, I realize that I am actually okay to be me. And in Christ, I realised my life has a purpose. My life is now to preach good news to the poor, to set the captives free, to bind up the brokenhearted.
1: Can we stand together?
0: As we begin to sing this song, I'm going to ask the parents of children in their children's groups to go and pick up their kids. But right now, I just want you to close your eyes and turn your affections and your attention to Jesus Christ. This is the beauty. This is the value that God puts on each one of our lives. He he died and He rose again. He died carrying all of our guilt, all of our pain, all of our shame, all of our injustice, all of the world's injustice He carried on His shoulders. And you know what, dear friends? Through his death, his burial, and his resurrection, we can be restored to the image of our manufacturer. That's God. That's God. So we're going to sing, we're going to celebrate all that Christ has won for us, and then we're going to thank God for this precious new life that he's brought here. You, my dear friends, have been made in the very image and likeness of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we love you. We thank you. We love you, Jesus. We
1: love you, Jesus. Let's worship him.